This is the smell of the leftover tuna fish sandwich you left in your lunchbox over the weekend in a wimpy trash bag. Wimpy, wimpy, wimpy! Blech! And this is the smell of that same sandwich in a hefty, ultra-strong trash bag. Hefty, hefty, hefty! Ah, smell the difference? Hefty Ultra Strong has Arm & Hammer with continuous odor control, so no matter what's inside your trash. Hmm. You can stay one step ahead of Stinky. And for bigger jobs, try the superior strength of Hefty Large Black Bags. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. I have broken so many promises, I'm so sorry for that, but I'll, uh, I'll make my excuses and explanations later on. Ladies and gents, welcome to another episode of Acting Inspired, with me, Lewis Goody, and here today with... Kai Brigden. Oh yeah. So, you might remember the last podcast I did, or maybe the one before last, was talking to Kai about... Him going off to China to learn jiu-jitsu and sort of travel a bit and, and do all that business. And that has happened and he's been back for like a month now. How long have you been back? Uh, I got back, yeah. A was, month and a half. Yeah, he's been, you've been back a while and I failed to do this. I've been doing my show, ladies and gents, and uh, I'll tell you all about that later on. I've been writing a diary. Unfortunately, I didn't record a diary, but I'll, uh, I'll give you a detailed <laughs> description of my show. I will... I'll fill you in on what's been guanin. But here right now with me is Kai Brigden, and we're going to talk about China. <clears throat> China. So, Kai? Yeah. <laughs> I'm so confused. I didn't know when it started or when. Uh, that's the, the trick. You just click it. Yeah. Until no one realizes what, what's happening. I hear that on other people's podcasts. Do you ever hear that when they're like. Yeah. Have we started? Oh, have we started? Oh, my God. Oh, wow. That was easy. Yeah, that's what it's like on the, uh, the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> we just jump right in. Okay, so tell me about China, dude. China was amazing. I was sent there. I don't know how much I explained in the last podcast, but I was sent there yeah. to do YouTube videos, document my time there, mm-hmm. um, and help my friend who's got an amazing um, vlog channel, YouTube channel, document his time there. Um, so really... I was kind of being paid and, and fed to make his place sound amazing. But I do not exaggerate in the slightest when I say it was one of the best experiences I've ever had in my life. It's incredible. Like, the the place we were was beautiful. It's a place called Dali in the southwest of China. Uh, it was my first time traveling as well, so... Cool. My eyes were just like wide open. Well, yeah, you did do a bit of traveling before you actually went to the camp, right? Before you went to the... Because you flew to Thailand. Yeah, I flew to Bangkok. And then my friend Jordan met me and held my hand all the way to China. I was like a kid in a candy shop and I like had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> and she was like, this way, we're getting on this train now. We're getting on this plane now. Okay, into this tuk-tuk. It was amazing. Scary shit. Yeah, it was awesome. So he's like really savvy. He basically took me all the way to China and we had a kind of road trip, like bro holiday. And then... uh, How long was that for? I think it was like two weeks. Oh, before you actually started the jiu-jitsu? Yeah. Yeah. And then... um, Did you just hear a motorbike? just heard a motorbike. Is that my motorbike? Oh no, it's been started. (laughs) Yeah, and then when we got there, it's this place called Dali, which is this like beautiful lakeside town right on the bottom of a mountain of a mountain range and like every day we'd do yoga on the rooftop and be facing these huge mountains and uh... okay so hold on let me let me pull the reins a little so what kind of what were you expecting when you got to thailand like was it different from what you're expecting was it uh just to, just before we get right into the jiu-jitsu from thailand thing. yeah so like you you arrived in thailand and the whole idea was because you took your i don't know if uh anyone who listens to this has followed kai's um youtube channel uh, but it's really interesting because it obviously starts when you land in thailand and you're you're just getting to the getting 
uh, getting to grips with uh, learning the ropes of like the vlogging thing. Yeah, so I actually vlogged for two weeks in a format that what in like four twenty um, p. I don't know, like yeah. pixels. So it, when you put it up on YouTube, it looks grainy. So I wasted two weeks. What? Which is fine because like I don't mind that at all. Like. But you did, you put some stuff up though, right? Still, no, not for the first two weeks. Oh. Like the first video was like is like an apology saying I've just I've just like ruined all the footage for the first two weeks. Oh, of like I travelled to Thailand. Oh, there goes my camera. <laughs> also, I should I should start filming this. Hang on a second. Are you not even filming yet? No, I wanted to start the podcast, and then when it got interest something interesting to say, I just put the thing up <laughs> because uh, with YouTube you're working on like seven minutes. So oh, that's how long the video has to do. Yeah, like seven to ten minutes. Yeah, oh. roughly is apparently the best time. So people don't lose interest, kind of thing. Yeah. So when I got to Thailand, um, I was filming loads of stuff. I filmed the journey out, and I f- just loads of things, but I couldn't use any of it. Or I could, but it would look really unprofessional on YouTube. Yeah. So I just didn't. So I made a montage of the random clips that I had accidentally filmed in the correct format. <laughs> I made a little montage and then that started from nice. there. That montage was nice. Thank you. I remember that. Well, I really like editing, yeah. It's really good. You got into it? Yeah. Yeah. I've always edited. I've always made videos with, like, my friends back home in, like, we're talking, like, primary school and stuff. (laughs) Just getting my dad's camera out and shooting. And, like, (laughs) I made this one film called The Hounding when I had this Airedale Terrier, which is, like, the biggest dog I'd ever seen when I was four years old. Uh, Not four years old, but, like, I don't know, how was it? Seven? Eight? And we tried to make her into like a monster. So we'd all hide like bits of ham in our like trouser legs or like down our collars and stuff. <laughs> and then she'd like jump at us trying to get the ham. And it would look on camera like she was trying to like eat, eat us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. How did you edit that? Was that VHS? iMovie. Back in the day when it was really, really good. iMovie? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. I didn't even know what iMovie was when I was eight years old. Okay, maybe I wasn't eight. I don't know when. <laughs> I was probably about 12 or 13. Forget I said eight. I um, always do that when I say in the past. Yeah, you exaggerate. Because I don't know how young I was when it all happened. I know, you always exaggerate. Oh, I was like a fetus and I was making this film. <laughs> pretty. Um, okay, so you got there, you fucked up on the videos a little bit, but you had a yeah. good time in Thailand. Yeah, and the first thing I realised when I got there, because everyone was saying it was going to be a big culture shock, or they expected a culture shock from me, I think. Yeah. They were all kind of looking at me like, Oh, what do you feel from being in Thailand? First time traveling. It's weird, isn't it? It's weird. <laughs> yeah. But I got there and I just... Uh, what was the most impressive thing for me to realize was that everyone's exactly the same. Thinking the same way, wanting the same thing. And I went from the airport, which is kind of like the the face of the country, I guess. It's always what they want you to see. You mean the same as you, right? Like, you mean everyone's the same as... We're all as in humans. Humans, yeah, right. exactly. Yeah, just the same. I went to Asia and everyone is the same. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm saying. You are so racist. <laughs> no, like everyone around the world is the same. And basically, I went from the airport, which is the the it's the it's what the country wants your first impression of that country to be, isn't it? Mm-hmm. So you can't really trust that. I went, I got in a taxi, which is also very telling of places. I think how the taxi drivers are acting, like how rushed are they? How polite are they how much do they care about you what kind of i don't know i feel like in london all taxi drivers have a certain personality do they i think so there's like a taxi driver kind of vibe fucking hate uber and yeah and then but in other countries it's like different it's kind of different i don't know it's like anyway so i got in a taxi went to cal san road which is the backpacker central and it's mental it was just it's insane it's like tourism is just just vomited all over this little part of um, Bangkok and it's just loud and there are lights everyone's wanting to sell you something everyone's hustling basically right and I was like oh I'm the other side of the world and people are just hustling for money like it's the exact same mentality as everywhere else in the world right I see what you mean so um, but it's warm I imagine was yeah, it warm yeah that's the first thing yeah obviously yeah. when you step off the plane and you get hit by a big heat wave oh I love it amazing and you're like oh <laughs> um, what did you carry with you that whole time because you move around quite a lot I, when I went to India I just had one backpack 
I borrowed a backpack off Katie, my flatmate, oh. who has an amazing backpack, especially designed for women. So it's like comfortable on your hips. So it's comfortable <laughs> on you. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and I just, yeah, just a big backpack. Cool, man. Uh, just one one bag, and that had all your camera shit in it. What kind of camera stuff did you have? Ooh, I've got this. That one. I'm pointing to it. Yeah. There you go, podcasters. That one there. Oh, <laughs> if you wish to see this video, you can log on to <laughs> subscribe to. No, so I bought because I went to Scotland to do this eagle feather thing. <clears throat> oh yeah, I bought. That's when I bought my camera, and um, I when I got out there, I met my friend Jordan, who's now got like twenty five thousand. Followers and this other guy, um, Christian LeBlanc, met us in Bangkok on my second day, and he is massive now. I don't know how many subscribers he has, but he's huge. Um, and they were basically showing me their cameras, and it's nothing like mine's like a like a like a camcorder. Yeah, but your camera's badass. Like, it's good, yeah, but yeah. they spent roughly the same amount of money on cameras like DSLRs and stuff that you could have a lot more control over the picture right, right. with. And it, I don't know. And they're smaller as well. And a bit. But DSLR's smaller than that? Yeah. Fair enough. <laughs> Maybe not, I don't know, but I got jealous. Everyone else had DSLRs and I was like, crap, I probably shouldn't have bought this camera. What a waste of money. Yeah, but I mean, the video still looks fucking great. So oh, thank you. It doesn't you, really Lewis. matter, does it? Thank you. <laughs> yeah. I see a lot of it. Okay, so you're in Thailand. Um, you thought you left your camera somewhere at some point. Oh, that no. was quite an interesting video. I Well, this is me. I always think I lose things. Don't you know? Fucking nightmare, people. <laughs> like every day. This dude. And on this one particular day, I used to carry my camera in a camera bag separately. Yeah. I never used to put it in my rucksack. Right. And for some reason... On the day I got up at like 4.30 in the morning to catch a 15-hour bus to China. Um, Fucking Actually, we got up at 4.30 in the morning to go catch the monks. We were in this place called um, Luang Prabang in the north of Laos. Nice. And the monks like come out in the street and parade and they get given food and everyone like hands them out food. Oh, and that's how they get their food, I think. Damn. Yeah, so it's like a thing to see and it's really calm and beautiful. But you had to get up ridiculously early. So I was knackered. Wasn't thinking straight. We went to the bus stop from the hostel. When I got to the bus stop, I realised... And the bus station is like 15 minutes away. When I got to the bus station, I realised I'd left my phone in my room nice. at the hostel. So I went all the way back in a, in a tuk-tuk, um, got my phone, got back in the tuk-tuk, drove away... Realised my phone had fallen out of my pocket from the way from the hostel to the tuk-tuk. So we went back to where the tuk-tuk was parked outside the hostel. Lo and behold, my phone was on the floor. You're joking. You didn't tell no. me this. So then we go to the bus stop. Because I had these crappy shorts that I bought in Thailand or Mang Vieng or something. And then so we go, got my phone finally. I'm like clutching it in my hand. I go to the bus stop. And meanwhile, I had left my bags with Jordan who was at the bus stop and I'm like cool there's my bag and where's my camera bag and he was like you haven't given me your camera bag and I just went I felt sick I nearly I was like I just dropped to the floor I was like oh my god I've lost it uh, I don't know where it is I must have left it in the tuk-tuk and he drove away with it or something like did I take it back to the hostel with me I had no idea because I, I was so tired and um, we got in a tuk-tuk and drove around and um, drove around doing what trying to find the other tuk-tuk oh my god <laughs> it was mental and Jordan is like the most chilled person I know um, and he went from maybe a level 1 to a 2 out of 10 on the stress scale <laughs> so I was like oh shit I've just broken Jordan <laughs> and then um, and then he was like just check your bag have you not checked in your bag and I'm like I have never once in the last two weeks put my camera in my bag he was like check anyway so I look in my bag and there's my camera <laughs> and I'm a massive dickhead I mean are you ever going to learn I, it's very hard to learn not to forget things yeah that's true tying knots in a hanky that's one I think I don't know what it is I just I don't know I don't know anyway so that was a fucking palaver yeah that's stupid and then you got the bus to China yeah which is awful it was oh. the most horrible bus. And that was my first impression 15 of 15 hours. It was something ridiculous, yeah. It was like, from, yeah, I can't actually remember, but it was it was two days on a bus. Um, we set off at that like six or seven. Well, actually, after I lost my bag, we missed the first bus. So it was like 12. Classic. We left at 12 noon. We got to our 
hostel somewhere. I think we just stayed in a bus stop actually at like midnight or like 11. Woke up the next day, got a bus at seven and we ended up at the place after dark. So it was like two full days of, of busing and it was mountain roads and people were smoking on the bus and like people really? were throwing up at my feet. Yeah, oh, it was gross. gross. Yeah, it was awful. And then we'd stop and everyone would like buy some food and just squat by the road and just do a shit or something and then, <laughs> and then we'd get back on the bus and it's back to snoring and smoking and throwing up. Damn, you could smoke on the bus? Uh, pfft, yeah, like I just don't think they care. Right. Yeah, because they have these two bus drivers that like um, take it in turns. Yeah. And while one bus driver wasn't driving, he was just smoking. It was gross. Yeah, I can imagine that sucks. Was the whole bus just full of smoke? Vomit. Nah, but you could, you could. Yeah, you, that's stale. Well, I could, but I'm sure someone oh, could yeah. smell it. <laughs> Kai has no sense of smell. We've probably covered that before. So you get to the place after dark. Yes, and we didn't you see get to like the, the mountains. Oh, and cool. the, it was really cool. And then we woke up the next day and we were like, what? <laughs> yeah, it's just amazing. Videos speak louder than words, so do <laughs> check out my YouTube channel. But No, they fucking don't. This is a podcast, bro. What oh, yeah, doing? these words probably speak a lot louder. <laughs> Turn it up. <laughs> but we did like yoga every morning. And jiu-jitsu's amazing. Jiu-jitsu's... Did, did you get straight into the jiu-jitsu yeah, I think we the first day? I think so. Oh, because there was a bunch of people remember. there already, right? Yeah. Actually, no. I think we did have a little bit of time off. Yeah, or, no, we got there on the Wednesday. We started on the Thursday. So we did Thursday, Friday. Had a weekend and then said Mon- Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Right. And our teacher was like, that's actually quite good to do because jumping in and doing a full week after you've just been traveling for ages is probably going to be exhausting. Yeah, it sucks. So we had two days, which were, or maybe three, which were wicked. Yeah. Yeah, after three days, I was like, I'm, I'm a lethal weapon. Okay. Or like I can handle myself. Okay, or, okay. or at least I can choke someone unconscious. <laughs> <laughs> so in terms of like the the place, what was the place like you were staying in? Um, he put us up in this place called the Lily Pad, which shall forever hold a soft spot in my heart. Um, it was a little hostel. We had a really nice twin room mm-hmm. with a like shared bathroom with a, with a double room across the hall, but no one was ever in the double room. So we basically had an ensuite. And it was just me and Jordan. And... Our, our hall, the training hall, was about 30 second walk away from our room. Fucking sweet. Yeah. Um, and so what What was like the basic structure of like of a day? So you get up in the morning and you go over to um, the main kind of courtyard of the lily pad and the chef has cooked you this like massive Chinese breakfast with loads of super noodles and stuff. S- super noodles? Not super noodles, but loads of, loads of really great noodles. <laughs> um, um, uh, okay, so what's the Chinese breakfast consist um, well, of? Just like, yeah, like watery noodles, eggs, uh, fruit. It got more and more Western as we went on because they were like, oh, I don't think everyone's... Basically, some people didn't like the spice. Oh. So they were like, okay, so just have Western breakfast. Cereal. No, it was like eggy bread or like toast and egg and like tomatoes and loads of fruit. And it was just really yummy. Love eggy bread. Yeah, it was really good. But the bread's sweet in China, so they couldn't really do a Western breakfast. So I would have preferred to have just a Chinese style breakfast. Yeah. Because the Western breakfast Could wasn't you not a Western cho- breakfast anyway. You couldn't choose that. Um, I was, they were so lovely I was too polite to say and they thought they were being nice to everyone right, they were yeah, like yeah, yeah. oh here's something that will make you feel more comfortable and we're eating like brioche <laughs> bread with like pink ketchup with like loads of like weird shit in it <laughs> sounds was, great they were just like knock off not knock off but like Chinese versions of western stuff western stuff yeah and then after breakfast it's yoga for an hour on the roof oh. um and that was awesome and vital because it stops you getting like achy and sore from it, it basically enables you to train as much as we did because yeah. then after yoga you have an hour of jiu-jitsu lunch an hour and then another hour had you done much yoga before um no only stuff at guild hall like pilates and stuff okay i'm pretty flexible yeah 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 but i imagine for jiu-jitsu that flexibility is a massive part of it well, is it not? no. I mean, it does help, but you don't have to be flexible at all. The whole principle of what we were learning, which was awesome, was that you don't have to be fast or flexible or strong. Like, literally anyone could do it. You just learn the moves and you can, like a tiny little person, like Kai, for example, could take on, like, a bodybuilder and put him to sleep. Really? Yeah. 
people people yeah i've had that because so, i was thinking about this when you told me the other day and i was like if like the mountain from game of thrones came at me if your jiu-jitsu was good enough then yeah absolutely and that's that sounds like a bit of a cop-out because it's like well if someone knows way awesome kung fu they could beat up someone. no but i don't mean if they know even if they don't know anything but they just see you and you get into a position what if like the could they not just fucking lay you out no matter what position you were in just bring a hammer fist straight down over the top of you. Would you know how to? Yeah, a, a hammer fist straight down, or, or any or like, a massive swing. Just yeah, like or we learned... throwing their whole fucking body weight at you. If they're three yeah, times so the size of you, you're the, gonna get crushed. The principles that we learn, we learn. Um, it's Gracie combatives. Mm-hmm. So it's the foundation thirty-two moves that everyone needs to learn, or everyone should learn, in order to be proficient in able to defend yourself and also have a really good understanding of jiu-jitsu right so that's combatives and that takes you from a complete beginner to um your first belt which is a blue belt right um and what the gracies did for this curriculum is they condensed out of all the like 600 or like thousand or something moves that there are in jiu-jitsu condensed the 32 moves which basically can help you in any situation from any contingency is that right right contingency yeah so it would start with closing the distance. So if someone was throwing a punch or charging at you or or even just standing there but being threatening and keep... So you say, for example, if I step away and you keep stepping towards me, I step back three times and you're still chasing me. I'm like, fuck it, I'm going to close the distance on you. I'm not, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Or, um, or if someone's coming at you for a swing or someone's like charging at you, that's the first step. You close the distance and you go into a clinch, which is when you're very, very close to them, so close that they can't, punch you with any great de- degree of force right. and that's usually with you having your arms around their waist and okay. your and your head on their chest or on their back if you're behind them um from there you learn takedowns and you learn a whole string of takedowns um that means no matter what they do if they start pushing away from you you got to take down for that if they try and put you in a headlock you got to take down for that um anything that they do while you have your arms around them you yeah. can take them down okay while they're on the floor it's what are they doing now are they rolling are they pushing you are they and you learn every contingency for that. And then you learn how to control them and tie them out. And then you learn like five or six finishing moves, basically. Um, and all of the moves can be done by someone small on someone big or someone big on someone small or on someone completely unflexible or by someone completely unflexible. Or, do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's kind of how it's it's taught. So I... Th- I mean, I wouldn't want to fight the mountain necessarily. Yeah, that's, I mean... But yeah. having done Taekwondo, having done, done Wing Chun and various, I don't know, I did like random shit as a kid as well. The, and like fencing as well. I've done like fencing. My stage first combat. thought, yeah, stage combat. No, I used to fence at Stowe when I was at... No, no, no. And then, um, yeah, like if I got into a fight now, I would absolutely go jiu-jitsu technique all the way really yeah because in the first three weeks i learned more than i learned in three years of doing taekwondo to be fair though you're doing it all day every day right yeah but it's so much more applicable yeah okay so that well it sounds amazing which is what joe rogan says all the time yeah yeah yeah, for sure yeah and it's and also then so i got really good and i trained really really hard and like after i was such a keynote after classes i trained some more i started rolling with the instructor as well and he was like tapping me out. But every time he beat me, I'd learn something. And I'd be like, wow, let's go again. Um, and then <laughs> rolling, is that what you were yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> rolling, for those of you who don't know, is uh, when you basically wrestle each other. Or you like just sparring? fight each other. It's like sparring, yeah. yeah. Um, also, jiu-jitsu is all about being on the floor. Well, not all about being on the floor, but you take him to the ground. Most it's about what happens, happens when a fight goes to the ground. Right. And apparently like 90% of street fights end up on the ground within the first minute right and it's people who do kung fu and taekwondo like taekwondo never mentioned being on the ground i did it like for like three and a half years never once did they mention what to do and if you trip taken down yeah Yeah. um and yeah so i'd like roll with him and by the time i left i was at a point where it's like learning all the moves of chess and being able to play a strategy like i i'm I'm not good at jiu-jitsu compared to, like I was, my instructor was fantastic. His instructor came as well and he was amazing as well. And like, but 
it got me to a point where I could start thinking about how I can apply the moves in different ways, which is, which I can't do to the same degree in Taekwondo. Yeah. It's just like kick them and punch them and block what they throw at you. But like, there's no strategy. Yeah. It's just be fast and be strong and be flexible, which isn't a strategy because if you meet someone who's quicker or more flexible or stronger than you, you're done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's cool. Well, we're going to go and check out the Gracie School of Jiu-Jitsu. Yeah, here. you can come. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to come. Yeah, so good. I have to be careful, though, because, uh, spoiler alert, but I dislocated my shoulder during the rehearsals of uh, the play I'm doing at the moment. So I need to be very careful with things where you're trying to pop people's arms out of their sockets. And how is your play going? It's good. Um, yeah? It's good. Thank you. I came to see it. It was fantastic. Oh, you shouldn't. And as soon, there's a fight scene in it, though. And as soon as that happened, I was like, oh, Lewis, what's going to happen here? Well, good. come and see. Find out. Yeah. Savile Garden till the 24th of July, Wednesday through Sunday, 7 p.m. Is Savile Gardens named after? I hope not. <laughs> Same Savile from Savile Row, right? Memorial Garden. What? Like Savile Row? Yeah, I guess so, yeah. yeah. Fuck knows. I don't know all that. Bollocks. So, so you do your breakfast yoga for an hour, then you do jujitsu for an hour. Yeah, and then what? Break, break for lunch, and then we do. So, when we were just starting, we didn't do it, but um, a little bit later, we started reflex development. And Tell so, us more. so it goes yoga, jujitsu, yeah, lunch, jujitsu, and then after a couple of weeks, you do reflex development, which is basically applying the moves that you're learning someone comes at you maybe with um gloves and tries to punch you yeah um and you have to use those moves you learn to just get them down put them down either choke them out or tap them out so when they when they send someone to come at you so you can try your moves or whatever it's usually the instructor okay so when the instructor comes out does he come at you in a jujitsu fashion or does he come at you as if he's just just a brawler right yeah and i think they change it as well so as well, other things. So is the pu- sorry just is is the purpose of it to is self defense? It is it is the most street fight applicable martial art in the world at the moment. Yeah, right. If and you are worried about for your safety, I think all girls should do it. All girls. There was a thing of a a woman was mugged by two muggers and she she grabbed them both or I think one ran away but she defended herself got one in a triangle choke with her legs and just lay there until the police come and he was like he was between her legs but that he couldn't reach for her he couldn't move and if and if he started doing anything she just squeezed and he falls asleep (laughs) (laughs) fucking brilliant yeah and like people have stopped I think one woman as well was being literally like you know like the roads in London here they've got like um, little walls she was pushed over a little wall into like a front garden of someone's house and the guy oh. was trying to rape her. Oh my God. And of course, um, when someone's raping someone, they're trying to get between their legs, right? But of course right. in jiu-jitsu, between your legs is like a danger Wait, zone. Is where you're trying so to get she them. just stuck him in a triangle choke and um, I can't remember what happened in that one. I think she fell asleep or something. But like also the Gracies who are in LA um, keep putting out these videos. Every time this happens, it comes up. More and more people are becoming aware of jiu-jitsu and using it. Right in uh, in situations because you don't have to damage the other person. Yeah, that's the thing as well. If, if I'm doing taekwondo and someone's coming at me, if I want to defend myself, the way that most martial arts teach it is to punch them so hard or like break their nose or knock them out so that they can't attack you anymore. Well, in jujitsu, because you can get done for that, right? I, mean, I swear yeah, you can yeah, get done for America, using a martial art. Well, I've got a license to use taekwondo, so as long as I tell people that I, as long as I like warn them, I'm cool. Really? Well, I'd have to go to court and say it was self-defense, but um, yeah. it's not like... But at least what I'm saying is with jiu-jitsu, you, you can just hold them and make them keep falling asleep until the police come yeah. or whatever. You don't have to hurt them at all, and you can choose. So I could throw someone off balance, put them on the floor, pin them down choke them out they wake up with no bruise no brain damage nothing they're feeling a bit dizzy maybe a bit confused and i'm gone i'm down the road yeah, down yeah, the corner yeah. or if they do something like <laughs> the instructor used to be like or if they kick your dog you <laughs> you rip their shoulder into like like pieces and then you like break their leg and 
You can do whatever you want. So you could hurt them. Yeah, you can take but you it. You don't have on, to. Yeah, the point is you can choose at what scale you think is necessary. Right, right. Which right. is um, that's control. Yeah. Punching someone until they get knocked out is not control. It's just yeah. You only have one option. Cool, man. Yeah. What? What? Just we'll come. We'll come back to the jiu-jitsu in a sec. But oh, go on. Oh, I was just gonna say earlier yeah, the yeah. reflex development as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the other thing you do is you against someone and you just string moves together. So. Um, rather than someone just attacking you, which is a bit panicky, you go through and you're like, right, guys, practice moving, segueing from this move. Uh, say, for example, you try and do an Americana, which is like an arm lock. They shrivel out of it, then try slipping into this move, then this move. So it means that all your moves become, over time, um, fluid. Right. And you can just change from one to another. So that if you're being raped, God forbid, and you can't get your leg around, you have an understanding of how to manipulate them into another position. Whereby you can get your Yeah, like if someone's blocking you, that block, you can take advantage of that block. Yeah. And also the uh, philosophy with jiu-jitsu is just so good for business as well. Like well, anything <laughs> in life, like trying to turn your failures into positives and trying to take advantage of any situation or any blockage do you know what i mean yeah and i'll, and I'll be on the floor being like oh there's nothing i can do from here and my instructor will be like um move your knee yeah. up here to there move your knee to there and grab that and see where you are and i'm like oh my god i've won <laughs> <laughs> oh it sounds really fun man like, yeah, like it's, cool. it sounds like a get it sounds like a game or like a puzzle oh, it is it is completely a puzzle yeah yeah it's like a game of chess. Or it's like, if anyone's ever done Win Chung, because I did Win Chung, Win Chung has this thing called uh, Chi Sao, or like sticking hands. And it's like that, but with your whole body at once. Right. Trying to get round and get in and take advantage of openings. and But with like your legs, your feet, your head, your hips, anything. Just Nice. It's really cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't wait to start trying it out. And we'll have to do a little diary of that as well I really want to know someone who does jiu-jitsu so that I can just so practice jiu-jitsu so we can roll together time. yeah we can roll in the park oh let's roll in the park <laughs> roll in the park this afternoon <laughs> yeah it's fucking sodden out there it's nice now um, so just to, to sort of go off of the jiu-jitsu for a second like because you you did loads of videos still and a lot of them didn't have much jiu-jitsu in no, so I was basically collecting footage for Jordan, and he's going to do a big, right? Um, and I wasn't, I wasn't really sure. I did. I mean, I did include quite a bit. Of yeah, yeah. Sorry, I'm I mean, also going to do another jiu-jitsu video as well because yeah. as soon as I start the Gracie Gym in Watford, I want to compare how it is. Has it not started yet? What do you mean that gym? Oh, as soon as we once start. I start at right, it. Right, right, okay. Right. Um, I want to compare like three time a week training to three time a day training. Right and just see how the experience is different because my teacher was fantastic yeah like he's you said you got some beef though about that right because what was it so he's he's a blue belt a blue is belt it this? which oh, yeah. is like the second belt right yeah so he's he is a blue belt and then so online he was getting so much hate um, on reddit <laughs> which isn't hard to find yeah yeah post anything on reddit you get some hate but they were saying like you're a blue belt you can't teach People like you should guys stop it. You should be taught by a, a black belt, which is fair, but but it's just wrong. Like I can understand where they're coming from, but the syllabus is laid out by the Gracies who are like who invented the martial art. It's called Gracie Jiu Jitsu, and they've laid out this syllabus. And he is a blue belt, so it's the first belt. But that he's been training for like two and a half years or like three years or something, maybe right. more, maybe like four years. Yeah. I can't remember, but um, he is—he knows everything from the first syllabus of the first syllabus, inside out, back to front. And after getting his belt, he went to do a instructor's course at the Gracie Academy right. in um, or well, Gracie University. One of them's a thing online. One of them's an actual place. Gracie, <laughs> Gracie University Academy. I don't know. At the Gracies in LA, yeah. where he got a qualif- um He got told he was. Good enough to teach. to teach, yeah. Right. Um, and he and also the teaching philosophy as well is so good. The way they break it down, they explain it in a, in a couple of different ways and a couple of different angles. They show you examples and then they get you to do it. And it's I don't know, just the, the formula for teaching as well is amazing. Gracie Jiu Jitsu. Um, but yeah, he he's phenomenal. He took he took 
eight people and in three months just made lethal weapons out of them. It's awesome. Was everyone... Everyone was fantastic. Really? Yeah. Yeah, there wasn't a person who... And there was there was a couple girls. There was um, a few guys. There was How many guys were there? But like it was... Was there anyone who like on the first day you had... Because you're bound to have had it. I don't care what you say, Mr. Perfect. Mm-hmm. You're bound to have had a thought about someone in there where you went, oh God, he's not going to handle this. He's not going to get better. No, I didn't, because I'm there learning something I've never done before. Yeah, I know, but I just didn't even like... know what it was on the first day. I didn't know what jujitsu was. Okay, so you were that guy. <laughs> oh, it's so everyone me. thought that about you. Everyone's like, oh, "This fucking answer." No, but I mean, do you know what I mean? Was there someone who who did like who looked or like basically what I'm saying? Could okay, could anyone? Yeah, learn, maybe. Even I like... was, before I really understood it, maybe yeah. I looked at some girls and were like. There were some tiny little girls there. Right. They were like small. Yeah. And I was like, are they going to be any good? But that lasted about, you know, there was that introduction. Hi class, welcome. we got two new people. Okay. And uh, everyone moving to position and practice what we did yesterday. And I look around the room like, oh shit. Oh really? <laughs> they're, they're like amazing. Right. Yeah. Because when you see someone like tiny getting someone into an arm bar and, yeah. and like locking them up with their legs and making them tap furiously on their thighs like. You're like, okay, cool. I'm in deep water here. I'll see how fast I can swim. <laughs> Were you ever in a position where you're not able to tap? What do you do if your hands are caught up? You shout tap. 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 I did that to my instructor once. Really? Because he was talking me through a move. He was like, yeah. now put your leg there. Um, grab my arm. Uh, and that's it. And so I put pressure on. He was like, tap, tap. And I was like, what am I supposed to be tapping? <laughs> and I was like, I was like tapping on myself. <laughs> while still doing the oh. arm lock and he was like tap when I say tap that means I can't tap myself and I'm like oh shit <laughs> I broke his arm or something shit did you did anyone get damaged nah nice nope good shout yeah. so in the time that you weren't doing jujitsu yeah which was quite a, a fair bit right yeah it was, it was good it was tiring but it was we had spare time in the day yeah yeah and then you had weekends right yeah, and we had the whole weekend. Oh, the stuff we... Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah, yeah, the stuff you yeah, did outside we went to, of Yeah, we went to the Himalayas. Jesus. It was amazing. Yeah. We went around the lake on bikes. The instructor, Ferdinand, he he took us to like these amazing restaurants and we, he was like showing us all the culture and tried to get us like a real like experience of just China while we were there, yeah. Cool. Because you don't want to be head down. There was a... The, in that area, there were loads of martial arts schools and it sounded like at the others, basically they go to say a monastery in the middle of the mountains and they're hit with sticks and they have to get up at 4.30 every day and run for five miles and come back and carry water and stuff. Um, and I'm pretty confident we could have all beaten them up. But <laughs> but it sounds like it's like a heads down. Like yeah. it's in China, obviously, but you don't see any of China. Yeah. Whereas this, we were out in the town, we were going to meals, restaurants. We had Chinese lessons. Oh yeah, that's another part of your day, yeah. right? Or part of your week. Wo Lian Shi Zongwen. What does that mean? I learn Chinese. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Um, how was that? Because um, that's a fucking crazy language, right? Yeah, it's awesome. I found it really hard the first two lessons, and I I basically flunked French, German, and Spanish at school, and I suck at languages. But Jordan was just like, "No, man, it's easy. It's just easy. Just think of it like this, and blah blah." And then he got busy. He got wound up with um, YouTube videos because he would take, he puts them out every day or every other day. And I was really? doing like one a week. So occasionally he had to drop out of Chinese and I'd go myself and I just tried really, really hard. And by the time I left, I was able to like... Fluent. Not fluent, but I could... Yeah, I was going out to town, chatting, chatting being like... Not, well, I could, yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I was practicing on my chat lines for girls, actually. Yeah. And then... Uh, I was learning on the last lesson I was I was just like just tell me all the names of the face how to say I love your and then say how far is your house so I can say like oh I love your eyes how far away is your house go on oh I can't actually remember it now oh what was the point well Oh, I'm just kidding. Whoa, I haven't it's been a month and a half yeah I'll see if I can find it on my phone I you need to keep it. up with it I do, I do. <coughs> I forgot um, what five was the other day. Huh? Made me really sad. 
the number. Yeah, but then so there's this guy who's going out with a Chinese girl there. His yeah. name was Russ. And he'd be like I'd be like, Hey Russ, Russ, does this make sense? Like Wo Zuyao Ni And he's like, Yeah, it does, yeah, say that to a girl. And that basically means I need you <laughs> <laughs> And then he'd be like, Yeah, say that to a girl, say that to a girl And then I'd talk to his girlfriend like the next day and she'd be like no, that's a really weird thing to say. Yeah, that's weird in any fucking culture. <laughs> no, it's not. With like, you know. Yeah. Like that sounds like something they'd say in an R&B song. An R&B song? They'd be like, oh, I need you, baby. Yeah, but not to a girl, though. No, actually. Yeah, but I have a basic understanding of the language. Well, there you go, then. um shit. Shenmuzhao. I need you. Chingwen Nida Jai Shenmuzhao means how far is your house? Nice. So one of the things you did in your spare time when you weren't armbarring people, choking people out and all that shit is you went to a tea ceremony? Yes. That was boring. Okay. That was super boring. I have some tea here. Well, that's what I was going to say. Like, fuck, you got like a little tea shop set up over here. So I've got a tray with a couple cups on it, mate. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, boil the kettle. Boil the kettle! Got a kettle we set one up earlier. So, um, the thing about tea in China is we had like wild grown hand picked tea from the mountains. It was awesome. Wow. But you have to boil it. Oh, oh. feedback. Excuse the sound, that's a you kettle. Have, you have to boil it uh, like nine times, or you, you brew it nine times. Right. So, you boil the kettle, you pour a cup of tea, you experience that taste. Yeah. And so you, you go finish, through the nine phases. Yeah, and it changes. Isn't that interesting? That is cool. And then... Um, well, so why did you find it so fucking boring? Because it's done really, really slowly. It wasn't... like How long I didn't find for? it so boring, but in fairness, it was a boring thing. I thought it was like... I mean, watch the video about it and decide for yourself, but I thought it was very theatrical and very poetic. Yeah, I've is seen it a, that. Is it a practical way to drink tea? Absolutely not. But is it something I'd like to see when I'm in China? Yeah, sure. It was great. But it took about uh, two hours to drink nine cups of tea. Wow. Because they pour and then they have like separate bowls. and A cup like this. A cup like this. There you go. Which all these people would have seen already. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Um, Great. What other like cool sort of cultural stuff did you experience while you were there? Uh, Like when you... Well, I went to the... Oh, so I went hiking to a place called Tiger Leaping Gorge. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I got food poisoning really badly oh. at, like, 4,000 feet. Shit. Um, what? In on a day? In a day? There was a, there was a little hostel up in the mountains, and it was beautiful. Oh, my God. Again, like, watch the video. It was stunning. The scenery was amazing. And, um, and I ended up with food poisoning, because I think we had... Me and this other girl, we had... Um, some plum wine from a restaurant yeah. and we found out that apparently they just make their own plum wine in like the bathtub and people get well sick from it and also it can make you turn blind <laughs> <laughs> shit um so I'm gonna leave that there yeah sorry oh, kettle sorry we're kettling kettling ow, out fuck it is hot ow <laughs> um and so we had that we were throwing up with terrible diarrhea and I didn't know this girl particularly well she was in my, on my jiu-jitsu course yeah and we ended up just like spending a whole night and a day just vomiting and shitting together in this, together <laughs> in this little um because we the toilets in China are horrible like like appalling what they're just mean? holes in the ground basically and they don't provide yeah. loo roll it's the same in India and in Thailand that's fine because you have like a little hose and you just wash your, your bum off <laughs> In China, they don't even provide the hose. It's like, what are you supposed to do? Wipe it with your hand? It's disgusting. Oh, and then, gross. What do people do? I don't know. But when you have, like, serious diarrhea and vomiting, there's nowhere to go. So you, we were meant to be staying in a hostel, uh, in a dorm, and she got sick before me and said, look, I need an ensuite room. So she paid extra to go in this ensuite room. Um, and I was like, okay. Um, and then... I got sick uh, about two and two o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And just knocked on her door and was like, <laughs> can I please come in? And then we just both threw up and vomited the whole time. Jesus. For like, for like a day, for like 20, it was like a 24 hour thing. 
so, and everyone else waited. It was horrible. You didn't um, get married? No, absolutely not. It's pretty, pretty, pretty intimate. <laughs> we've, uh, we've, I think we've seen too much. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but then we went hiking and oh my God, it was amazing. It was, it was wicked. Um, and we had like yak butter tea. Wow. Again, watch the video. It's, it's gross. It's like yak. I feel like, how, is it on it's your like video? It's like a milky, That's yeah, it's like a milky watery. It's like yak butter mixed with hot water. Wow. There's nothing quite like it. Is and it then, nice? No. Oh, right. No. <laughs> My instructor loved it, but it gives you diarrhea as well. And I just had diarrhea. <laughs> and then we went on one hostel. We walked for like a day, stopped. And it's like, here, drink this yak, yak butter tea. It's, it's a... It's like, um, isn't it like putting butter in coffee as well? People do that a lot now. Don't no, they? it's there's no coffee. It's just butter. It's just butter and water. Oh right, there's no actual like, tea. Yeah, it? and then you have this stuff called sampa, which is like Sampa-y. barley, sampa, and then you have to pour the tea into the into like the powdery barley. Yeah, and it and it goes like um, you know like when you leave Weetabix in milk and yeah, it goes yeah. really soggy. It goes like that, but it tastes like disgusting, and then you eat it. <laughs> it's it's gross nice but we all had some and my instructor had a bit too much so he didn't join us on the next day oh no um, and then we all went hiking down into the gorge and they're like rapids and it was awesome we went into a cave with bats and we're like looking at bats and then we had to climb a ladder that went like straight up the gorge wow and I've got a fear of heights and it was amazing cool man I felt so alive so how long were you gone for? Two and a bit months. Two and a bit. You were gone for two and a bit months. Yeah. Was it... Because I, I can't bloody remember what we talked about beforehand, but like, what... Was it different... The whole experience in general, in general, was it different to what you were expecting or... Like what? What did you gain out of it? Like I don't know. For, for yourself, other well, than being sick at jujitsu now, which I, you know we, we know you're the best. <laughs> at. Um, but um, like, what did you gain from it? The experience on a whole. I saw my friend Jordan. And what I really liked is so me and Jordan were working at Heathrow Airport together a few years ago. Mm. Last time I remember him being in this country, we were working at Heathrow. And he was just like, I need to, I want to go, I want to travel. I just want to find a way of traveling just my whole life and something to support that. And I think the best thing is that he's now got this really successful YouTube channel, which enables him to travel the world. And he works so goddamn hard for it. And he's really good at it. And that was awesome to see. And that's yeah. what inspired me. You yeah. should get him on this podcast, man. He's so good. If he ever comes back. Yeah, I was going to say. Um, when I go to wherever the fuck he's so inspirational and like he's such a business head as well and seeing someone do something that they're really passionate about and he get, does it every single day day in day out and like I'm really passionate about acting and I don't know how to do that day in day out it's a difficult thing to do day in day out but here's a controversial question for you do it is he we did speak about this briefly or I asked you about this briefly I can't exactly remember what the outcome of the conversation was but like he is releasing videos every day every he's, other day I think yeah. every other day he's editing them on the days that he's not filming them on the days that he is filming them he's editing them on the days that he's filming them he's editing like I, I can't think of a way of wording it. is it is he not just working now but in a nice place but like working all the fucking time yeah yeah but I don't think there's anything wrong with working I was no, not at all. I, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with working, but like, I don't know. I, I When I picture going traveling, I picture going, seeing things, experiencing things. You know, it, it, are you really experiencing it when you're doing it all through a camera? We had this conversation. Um, Who did? Me and Jordan when we were okay. traveling to China. Yeah, it is interesting. You do see the whole thing through a lens. But what he really likes as well is that it, he's now documented his whole life. And so it's it's kind of like... It's like immortalized, but also he's got a catalogue that he can look back through and be like, oh, wow, that was that one specific day in the Philippines. When I was looking through a camera. Yeah, but you're not just looking through a camera. No, I know. You're experiencing it and then you're thinking, oh, I'll shoot this bit, I'll shoot this bit. I'm just... Yeah, but I think there is a bit of that and maybe 40, 50% of your time is for a camera lens. But the point is, if you've got any sense on you, you will put that camera down. It's like that bit of Secret Life of Walter Mitty. When he sees the snow leopard, 
I haven't seen it. Oh, right. Well, he climbs up into the mountains to find um, Sean Penn, who's looking through a massive lens at a snow leopard. And he finally finds him, and he's like, yeah, I've been here for days camping out for this snow leopard. And he kind of crawls across the mountain, and um, he's like, are you not going to take the picture? And Sean Penn's like, no, sometimes I don't take it. Just watch. (laughs) And that's kind of it. Like, if you have any sense, you'll be making these videos, but when something really important happens... You've got to put the camera down and just enjoy it. Yeah, man. Because at the end of the day, it's just... Um, and is he able to do YouTube. that? Or is he able... Yeah. Or, yeah. And the fantastic thing about YouTube is that people seem really supportive, or at least they have been of me. Yeah. And um, that's it. That's the end of my video. Right. And you're not tied to anything. There's no contract. If you don't put out a video for a day, it's not the end of the world. Yeah, I mean, look at me. I haven't put out a fucking podcast yeah. <laughs> for a month. And, oh, yeah. yeah, the only issue is that, you know... it. it Every time I do that, every time I have one of these dips where I don't fucking do one for ages, then I lose a certain amount of people. Do you? I don't know, really. It's difficult to tell with the podcast, but... Um... I think what's really important is that he's... I mean, I've, I've been listening to loads of Alan Watts, who's a philosopher, and I was talking to you about this last night, and he said something on a podcast, on, on a video the other day, and he was like, you lose a lot of your self-destructive tendencies if you are doing something that's like an expression of your love for something right and Jordan is making videos and it's an expression of his love for traveling yeah he's an artist so he loves doing it he's always really happy doing it Mm -hmm. and it doesn't like feel like work and it doesn't matter how many people subscribe to him and it doesn't matter do you know what I mean it's he's self-employed he's got his own business basically he's now on like a well he was just left there but he's on an all paid cruise around the Mediterranean like everything's paid for. It's the biggest ship that's ever sailed the seas. And he just got given a week on there just because he's making videos. Right, right, right. And now he's off to, I think, um, Colombia to, not Colombia, <laughs> what's it, Cambodia. Jesus. He's off to Cambodia to, um, to do the same thing, all paid for. Yeah. Just, right. Yeah, it's fucking awesome. I'm not, I'm not being a dick. I'm just, I was just trying to find out. Find out. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Because it does feel like, I mean, you get these Instagram models who are just like, their whole lives are fake. Yeah. Their whole lives are getting ready to pose for an Instagram pic. Yeah, I know. I mean, I'm not comparing it to that, but I just like... But it's a scale, I guess. Yeah. And it's something that he's not unaware of. Yeah. That if you live your whole life through a camera lens. But I think the key's just not to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's um. What is that? Do you not like it? Yeah, I sort of do. I do. It's kind of a... The thing about Chinese tea is you have to keep brewing it. So it's going to... The taste is going to change. Okay. This one is kind of. This was sent story. to me by Russ, who is that guy I was talking about with the Chinese girlfriend. Oh yeah. Who kept telling me to say things to girls that didn't make any sense. Um. And it was sent. He sent it to me. It's from the Global Tea Hut. This podcast is brought to you. Don't by, do that shit. <laughs> I'm get in trouble. <laughs> um, Global Tea Hut, which basically sends Chinese tea around the world, I think. Oh, cool. And this is called Moonlight White. And it was picked in autumn 2015. Oh, yes, it does taste like moonlight. <laughs> That's that flavour. Oh, I knew I recognised it. Mm, just a hint of moonlight. Mm. Moon. There is also the King of Biscuits sitting over there I on know. the plate. Like, just, just one. <laughs> we got one hobnob. <laughs> <laughs> Who will take the last hobnob? We had a, whole, we had a pack of Jaffa cakes and a pack of hobnobs. That's true, yeah, I forgot about them. <laughs> um, dude, that's, it's, it's awesome. I mean, it... it, it is there, did you get everything you wanted? That's more. more I wasn't expecting anything from it, and I was so chilled out when I yeah, left. Yeah, that's what you were saying. Yeah. And um, it was just, it was just cool. I was like, all right. I, in fact, if anything, I was like, impress me. I'm not gonna get my. I'm not gonna get excited about anything unless anything like actually impresses me. And so it was like, yeah, China. It's cool. It was interesting. And it was fun, and it was a great experience. But I wasn't like, oh my god. But there were a few moments which I was just like, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like standing at the bottom of those mountains in in the Himalayas, and like, and yeah, like when I finished and I got my third stripe, because I mean, we weren't there for the full three months, so we didn't get our blue belt, Jordan, nah. Jordan and I. But um, or Jordan and me, I don't. I know. never know. I never know. Um, but I got my third stripe, which is like you only have four stripes and then you get your blue belt, and I was like. Wow. Do you have a record so of that then? Yeah. I right. have a piece of paper okay. which says everything I've done. So I'm going to take that to Gracie yeah. in Watford. And cool. um, and just other things. It was a good trip. 
Cool, man. Yeah. Well, where, like, where can, if anyone's interested in, like, seeing the kind of thing that Kai was up to, and the videos are amazing, like, they're really beautiful, and you can see the, the sort of, um, how amazing it all looks, and how beautiful the landscape is, and the kind of experiences they were having by checking out... Kai Brogdon Adventure on YouTube. Nice. Is that it? I don't really know how YouTube works. I think you just, you just type, type in Kai Brogdon Adventure. Okay, cool. Into the search bar and you should get me. Nice. You how many it. videos you got up? I think 13. Oh, I'm going to put out my 13th. When are you put out your 13th? Well, my flat that we're in at the moment has no internet. Nice. So as soon as I, internet comes back on the 19th. Jesus. I know, because Katie had to change service providers which, to be fair, was the right thing to do. Right, uh, so we're on Talk Talk now. Uh, Good. Well, we will be on Talk Talk, but I'm going to go to the podcast. Is <laughs> <laughs> oh. Are you going to go travelling? Do you want to come on an adventure with me? I'd love Lewis. to come on an adventure. I want you to know say... how fucking hard it is. No, it's not. I know how fucking easy it is. Okay. It's so easy. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd love to. I'd love um, to do something if we can work it out. Um. Yeah, what do you want to do? You said you wanted to go camping, but that's not really an adventure. Yeah, but if we're doing it like you style in fucking Scotland in a national park with a piece of tarp and a knife. Yeah, well, I might be going away again. You might be going away away. Well, I might, well, with this, you know, I might be going to Dubai, innit? And I'm definitely driving to Rome. Hold on, Dubai? Yeah, because I might, so I just, my agent called me earlier. Oh, right, right, Kai, you might have a job in Dubai or you might not. Yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. Which is cool. So I'll find out tomorrow. But um, you're driving to I'm driving to Rome. When and why? For my parents, they have a company and they do mobile childcare, and they have a crash that they're doing in Rome. So they want someone to drive a van full of equipment to Rome, hang out there for a week, and then when the crash finishes, put all the stuff back in the van and drive it back. How random? Why in Rome? Do they not have that kind of company? I think because they were like. We can do this anywhere. We'd like to do it somewhere nice. Fair enough. Yeah. And they were like, they were just asking around, and someone said, "Hey, Rome." Sweet. Hmm. Okay. I imagine Kai is going to be back on the podcast at some point because I'd like to be. This is just fun, and I feel like I don't know. I feel like um, I feel like I want to. It's hard to express a trip that you've been on. You've done a very good job of expressing it the way you have, but I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. If I'm honest, it wasn't mind blowing. <laughs> no like it's not I don't go oh my god I went to China because also one thing I was saying to Jordan as well when I was out there is like I've seen these places in films I've seen the sets yeah but you've not been there yeah but I don't look at it and go oh my god I'm like oh that's that thing cool let's go take a look yeah for sure I mean yeah. that's what did you what do you realistic. what would you expect what, what, me to be feeling yeah from yeah, yeah what am I expecting I'm not gonna go away to China and come back and be like I have found myself no no that's not what I'm saying I'm just I'm just hoping I've covered everything for the podcast you know I was like oh, I so we've gone over the jujitsu some of the, the cultural experiences you had because this has been an hour so like and I've got to go fairly soon yeah um, but yeah so thanks a lot man I appreciate you uh, doing this for me again. And we'll do another one. We will keep you posted as to when... Or I'll keep you posted as to when we're uh, doing some, some rolling. Yeah. When are you starting? End of the month? When I finish this job. Okay. Um, when does your show go until? So when can we catch it? 24th of July. 24th of July. I'm not sure when I'll put this out. You've got two weeks, guys. Go see a show. Two weeks. Come and see my show at the Savile Garden in Windsor. Get a train to Egham and then a car. <laughs> <laughs> or just drive. Um, thank you so much. I've forgotten how I end this. Peace. Peace. Pieces. Big love. No. Thank you for watching and go find adventure. Nice. It was a life gay and easy, whatever may come. Take a trip on the canal if you want to have fun. Fun, 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 fun. Thank you. 
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.